Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. Nerd Alert! RadioWhat.com Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. This town needs an enema. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with the Radio What.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of my online radio station at RadioWhat.com. And for DJ services, please check out DJLittleRock.com. Coming up in the program today, folks, I'm excited. It's Bradley Emile Julian, actor, all-around cool guy. That's pretty much all I know about him. I've seen him around town. He sings karaoke. He's played Harvey Bullock in the web series Gotham Knights. Check it out on YouTube. I'm going to find out some more. Let's find out some more about Bradley Amile Julian. This week, my shows, karaoke and video dance party over at the Old Post Barbecue on Thursday nights. That's in Russellville, Arkansas. Have some good barbecue. Bring the whole family and sing some songs at the Old Post Barbecue Thursday night. And on Friday night, the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Come check it out. They got pool tables, full bar, kitchen, and of course, karaoke with yours truly at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, Friday nights. And then Saturday, the big shoe. It's Heroes and Angels Comic-Con. I'll be the after-party DJ, but I'll probably wander around through the Comic-Con at the Heroes and Angels in Sherwood Forest. Uh, it's a good cause. It definitely is. It's a good time for a good cause. It's for kids that have cancer and their family and all the proceeds, they go to help out those families. Once a kid has cancer, at least one of the parents has to take off work and take care of that kid full time. So, yeah, it's a good cause. Heroes and Angels on Saturday, all day long at Sherwood Forest. Be there. Come visit with me. Without further ado, let's get Bradley Amile Julian on the line. Calling now. Hello, is this Bradley Emil Julian? It is, Dan. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing just fine. You're on the What Makes You Famous podcast. All right. <laughs> now, this is what I know about you so far. I know that you're a cool guy around town. I know that you've played Harvey Bullock in a web series called Gotham Knights. I know that you're an announcer and you're uh, newly the announcer on the Good Stuff podcast. And I did hear you on the episode, the last episode of the Good Stuff podcast. And you were, uh, well, dare I say the best part of it? No, I, I say you were a great part of the show. I'm really enjoying my myself uh, listening to the Good Stuff podcast. But well, I thank you for that. And yes, they're all great, but I, I do I do my part. Yes, that is, you know, and you're, you're displaying your good voice. That is what really strikes me about you. And you're funny. You're hilarious. But I don't know a lot more about you. And I want the listeners to know about you. I want to know where it all started. Where did Bradley, Emil, Julian start? And where, where were you born? I was born in a state of misery. I'm sorry. 
Missouri, sure. uh, on a hot uh, July morning in 1971. 1971. 40, uh, 48 years old then. Yes, I'll turn 48 uh, in July. Oh, see, I, I already made you too old. That's okay. I'm used <laughs> to it. <at> this point. <laughs> I just myself in January turned 50. I can kick and stretch and kick. I'm 50. That's more than I can do. All right, then. <laughs> we're off to a great start. Okay, yeah. so you were born in Missouri, the show me state. How's yep. the family life? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, started out, you know, uh, poor and abused. And, and uh, eventually, uh, after about uh, eight years, we moved to Oklahoma, where I upgraded to middle class and abused. So um, I, I use that term lightly. It wasn't actually abuse. It was just, you know, family life, uh, single mom for a while. Uh, and then uh, a stepfather and then another stepfather who stayed around. It was great. Same. And he's still, still awesome. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I spent my uh, my summers and holidays back and forth between uh, Oklahoma and Atlanta, where my father lived. What year and, was this? Uh, started going to see my dad in 81. Okay. So uh, good year to be a Braves fan, 82. And uh, uh, my dad took me to plenty of Braves games growing up. Baseball fan then? Oh, yes. Big time. Uh, grew up loving the Braves uh, and then secretly rooted for the Oakland A's. Uh-oh. Because, eh, you know, I, I I thought Raleigh Fingers' mustache was cool. So, Who didn't? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a pencil-thin mustache. <laughs> it curls up on both ends. I've tried. I, I can't get it to work. Oh. <laughs> Well, I, I know you have a full beard, at least most of the time. I, are you still sporting it now? Uh, it's it's kind of halfway between the goatee and the full beard at this point. Um, it's in a constant state of flux because uh, I never know what my next role is going to require. Yeah. And it's much easier to shave down than grow it out, depending on filming dates and, and such. So um, my wife hates the beard, but, you know, it's part of the job. Well, you know you have to please the lady. Now, yes. Uh, okay, yeah, I, you've already given it away. You're an actor, but uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to where you got trained as an actor. I want to go okay. into the early points of life. Now, <laughs> you're spending your time in Oklahoma and, I'm sorry, Atlanta. and Atlanta. And mom's in Oklahoma, dad's in Atlanta? Right. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, that's kind of quite a commute. Uh, so how often did you get to spend time over at dad? Usually it was for, you know, a couple of months or, you know, during summer vacation from high school and like every other christmas okay so, okay yeah. well yeah i got to see 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 dad from time to time in my early life i i, I i'm there with you <laughs> so all right um so we we how's the uh, school life How, how's the friends uh kids I was, uh, well i had a good small circle of friends in high school um uh i was what some would have called now a nerd or a geek but uh, there really wasn't a name for it in my high school i just you know i i didn't play football so that pretty much you know disqualified me from being one of the cool kids uh, but I, I had a good group of friends in okay. high school but okay well you got together with your group of friends what did you do what what did you do to pass the time away what were your hobbies lots of dungeons and dragons dungeons and, and dragons okay uh other assorted uh role-playing games just champions battle tech mech warrior uh mech warrior is probably the only thing that i'm familiar with where i played oh. it on the pc and that's where oh, you dress up uh, in a kind of a robot suit and right 
right and go shoot bad guys. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Mech Warrior was the the more role playing aspect of the strategy game BattleTech, which in BattleTech you focused on the robots, whereas in Mech Warrior you focused on the little piece of meat inside. So yeah. Okay. Uh, now all these other games, I've never played them. I'm aware that there's a game called Dungeons and Dragons, and I was speaking right. to Bradley Bullock, uh, Brandy Bullock, uh, about this. And no, really. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I know you. All right, you're you're giving hints away to the Bullock. <laughs> but uh, I was speaking to Brandy, and we touched on Dungeons and Dragons, and I've never played that game. Now the the best, uh, uh, I guess the best taste I've had of it is watching Stranger Things, and I'm finally learning about this game that came out so long ago. Uh, now, did you delve very deeply into Dungeons and Dragons? I was uh, I was into it. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, I wouldn't say I was like uh, you know obsessed or anything. And uh, but we played just about every weekend. You know, it's it's set in a quasi fantasy realistic. It, it all depends on the dungeon master, but uh, basically set in in generic medieval times. And uh, you play different characters. Like if you've seen Lord of the Rings, sure. There's uh, you know elves and dwarves and magic users and uh, warriors and and my my favorite character to play then was a bard. Uh, What's a bard? Uh, the bard is a uh, essentially a, an entertainer. Uh, he sings, he dances, he uh, woos women with song, and uh, uh, he provides positive morale for the rest of the party. So sounds appropriately it, you. It was, and, it, <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh, seventh and eighth grade. Or where were we at? Yeah, I started. Uh, well, I actually started playing at uh, age ten. Um, with uh, some family members, stepbrothers, and then uh, uh, through high school, yeah. And basically up until college when uh, my time was more um, dominated by studies, shall See? we say. Now you yeah. did play this game, okay. Yeah. This this game was a big part of your of your early life, of your formidable, oh formative years. And I guess this is where it really got me into acting because in yeah. the game, you're playing a, a totally different person. Uh, and it doesn't you know have to be a reflection of you. Uh, you could be you know a female elf archer and you play the role it's uh, sometimes you choose your character sometimes the character is given to you so now uh, there's a, there's a dungeon master were you ever one of those i not successfully i okay. uh <sighs> I tend to have a lot of uh, uh, sympathy uh, for my players, which I guess isn't a bad thing. Right. But a lot of dungeon masters are more well known for their cruelty uh, or their their ability to challenge the players uh, successfully and uh, make their players fail miserably. So uh, I guess I wasn't a very challenging dungeon master. Let's put it that way. Well, my impression is that the dungeon master is the director and maybe the the writer of the right. of the play of the campaign. It, yeah, at least the director. Sometimes they they write their own, uh, but you can also get pre-bought adventures from the store. So okay, on how much work they want to put into it, and they make make things up as they go along. If they don't buy these pre-bought things, well, yeah, they usually they usually set it up beforehand. Um, they'll draw their own maps and write their own. Uh, I don't know if you ever read these books in high school or middle school uh, called "Choose Your Own Adventure." Ha I'm familiar with them. Yeah, it's where you know. Oh well, if you want to, you know, uh, stab the dragon, go to page twelve. If you want to. Write and high, go to page 28, and it goes on from there. So it's basically that kind of setup where they have the maps, they ask the players, all right, there's a door on your left, there's a door on your right, and there's a stairway ahead.
ahead of you. Where do you want to go? And they have all three of those scenarios already pre-written uh, on what's going to be there when, when you choose. So, yeah. That's so, making so. me think of the Black Mirror episode that just came or just recently came out that had the kind of a choose your own. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to that. I don't know why that popped into my head while you were chit-chatting <laughs> and explaining the choose right. your own adventure. All right. Any other hobbies in, in the middle school to high school area? I was uh, kind of tied into Dungeons and Dragons, but I was really into maps and flags. Dig it. Same. Same. Had maps on the walls, had flags on the wall. Yeah. Uh, Along with Samantha Fox posters. Uh, full disclosure. Had to have. I had uh, Bananarama. Oh, yeah. come on. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a rumor about that. Right, yeah. um, and the Go-Go's, but my lips are sealed there. Oh, well played. Well done. Yeah, I see what you did there. All right. So maps and flags. Uh, any good maps and flags? Are you still into that? I am. Uh, I don't have any around the house right now. Um, uh, my decor is is uh, somewhat controlled by the spousal unit. So, um, but hey, I've got a cell phone. So yeah, I can store everything I want to look at there. That is uh, correct. Maps and flags wise, yes. Um, <laughs> so as long as you uh, get your corner of the house that you can do some podcasting in, I guess that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I actually have the house to myself right now, so it's good. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're in Oklahoma and we're going through uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And graduated high school in Oklahoma. Yes. I uh, graduated high school from Lexington High School, uh, population 1,591. Salute. Hey. And, uh, class of? 1989. 89. All right. Only three three years behind me. I'm class of 86. Class of 86 rules. 89 is fine. Ah, well done. <laughs> okay, so 89, you get out of high school, you, you got yeah, Dungeons and Dragons in your back pocket, you got uh, uh, other role-playing games going on, uh, the, the flags and the and the maps are in yep. in your possession. All in a box, yeah, ready to go to the dorm room. Okay, and where do we go from here? Well, I, it was a it was a tough decision. It finally made for me by my father um, when I presented him my, my options. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, well, I, I would really like to go to New Mexico State. There's this cute little redhead who lives near there that I want to hang out with. Yes, there is. And he goes, well, that's awesome. Uh, how are you planning on paying for that? <laughs> well, um, we had discussed earlier that, you know, uh, you were willing to fund my college education. He goes, yes, but. Yeah, it had to be in-state tuition. Oh, but the redhead, dad, the redhead. The redhead was uh, quite a motivator, but uh, money went out and (laughs) and it worked out well. Uh, So my choices were then limited to either the University of Oklahoma or Georgia State University because my dad lived in Atlanta. Either way. So I could establish residency either place to be paying in-state tuition. Uh, So I wanted Georgia Tech but their ACT requirements were higher than uh, I was able to achieve. So it was Georgia State or Oklahoma. Being a mama's boy, I chose Oklahoma. Oh, you mama's boy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Only 18 miles or less from Lexington, depending on the time of day and the speed limit. Uh, So, well, I guess the miles would be the same. The, the, The time factor would be different. 
So I went to Oklahoma, and I chose to major in journalism, radio, TV, film, journalism. Okay, so. but you said you stayed in the dorms. You didn't stay at home, though. Right. I, I, I wanted to get out of the house, but just not so far away as to not be able to see my parents on or my mom on the weekends. Right. So you got because the full college experience. You yeah, get in the dorm rooms. Yeah. I stayed in the infamous uh, Walker Tower at OU. Okay. And, um, through some error, I was actually placed on the... Uh, uh, academic honors floor, which I had no business being on. Oh, come on. Um, yeah, You're really. an honorable man. <laughs> uh, yes, but not academically. Oh, well, uh, one out of half of the equations, not bad. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, that, that helped me uh, stay out of trouble uh, because uh, the games continued. I got into a game called uh, Shadow Run. Okay, explain. Uh, it's uh, basically another role-playing game like Dungeons & Dragons, but set in a dystopian future uh, think cyberpunk, um, where basically everyone uh, has a USB port in the back of their head and you can plug in different programs. So you actually upload skills into your brain. <laughs> All right. Wikipedia yes. says Shadowrun is a science fantasy tabletop role playing game set yes. in the near future future fictional universe and yep. yes cybernetics magic fantasy yeah that's it yeah cyberpunk oh, okay see i was a william gibson fan i, I read a lot of uh, of those books uh the, the uh, uh well it was a lot of ice and i guess johnny mnemonic was probably the biggest uh right. william gibson yeah. that came very on. similar uh yeah very similar universe uh to to shadow run uh so that was my my college uh hobby i guess playing shadow run also got in involved in intramurals. What's an intramural? Uh, intramurals are basically uh, competitive sports for um, students uh, that aren't in inter intercollegiate uh, sports. Um, you know, so you, you got your college football, you got your college basketball, but then you have your intramurals, which it's basically different dorms and, and uh, clubs playing each other, fraternities, sororities, that sort of thing. Oh, within uh, the college? Within the college, right. Okay, and this is sports you're playing? Yeah. I was I was on the, uh, the the floor basketball team and flag football and intercollegiately i actually did compete in fencing hey. I, was, I was an epi fencer okay so. now you're making me think of sulu yeah. oh my oh yes. my <laughs> everyone's got a sulu especially here in arkansas with his little touch <laughs> well you know he spent some uh, unwanted time here in arkansas yes he did i've heard that I, that story on many podcasts and yeah. i don't get tired of hearing it either I, oh it's terrible it was you know oh anyone who looks like our enemy needs to be put in a cage you know i won't get into politics though, sure you I'm will sure you will we could talk about the the wall being built down south come on <laughs> uh so uh, <laughs> we'll skim right over that <laughs> I, I got my degree in journalism and uh i was not afraid of politics back then yeah i was uh, i was a uh oh gosh i i sometimes look back at my politics in college and, and cringe a bit because uh i started out uh, as a republican college republicans i was gung-ho yay reagan yay bush you know and all that and uh um, you were michael j fox pretty much taller um but <laughs> Much worse dressed than him. He was a much better dresser. Um, Republican. That, that's yeah. kind of an oxymoron, but I guess there were a bunch of them. <laughs> there were a few. Uh, but as I got along in my college experience and was, you know, uh, properly radicalized, I uh, um, I became a libertarian by the end of college. See, now, a libertarian, I know, uh, I guess the, the, the biggest fan is who, with, with the Blaze, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the, 
biggest proponent uh, on TV. Uh, he was on Fox, and now he's got his own network, The Blaze. I'm going to have to look. No, you're talking about, uh, not Hannity, but... Beck, uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, yeah. yeah. And you cannot be a full libertarian because that's anarchy, isn't it? Uh, essentially, um, and I haven't done a whole lot. I mean, I've been a libertarian since college, but uh, there are a lot of different factions within it. Um, but uh, I recently discovered uh, anarcho-Christianity. And what's that? Tell me everything. Basically, they, their creed is no king but Christ. Okay. Um, and it's basically saying we, we go we go with what the Lord says, not with what the government says. Um, okay. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I'm familiar with Jehovah's Witnesses, and they do the same thing. Thing are very similar. Yeah, there's some issues there, uh, which I don't want to offend any listeners or members of that organization. But no, no offense uh, at all. I, I I've right. studied with them quite a bit. I learned uh, quite a bit about their organization, and I I have no problem talking about religion and your views and or, or uh, politics. But but because I want to learn from you, and and I'm sure the listeners want to learn as well. So to, uh, continue. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, I was raised disciples of Christ, and then. Uh, <clears throat> I went off the the, the rails and, and uh, joined the Chi Alpha also in college. I was active there, which is the uh, collegiate branch of the uh, Assemblies of God Church. So, okay. uh, you know, talking in tongues and, and, and the like there. I've, um, I've done some weddings. Uh, I've been to some weddings that where they have done some of that. I learned so much from the the leader there, and uh, I made lots of great friends. Okay, um, I actually ended up beating my first and second fiancés through that organization. So, well, that's a double win. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously it didn't work out um, because they were fiancés and not wives, but... <laughs> okay, maybe you were just doing a little prelude, uh, being a little... Yeah, you know, things things uh, happened. The first, uh, first fiancé uh, decided I wasn't Pentecostal enough. Okay. And then uh, the second fiancé decided I wasn't Republican enough. Okay. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, that's good. You're just sampling. These, these yeah. are This is what girlfriends and fiancés are for. Exactly. The waters you you see about compatibility and you move on. But you're you're not uh, uh, opposed to relationships and commitments. No, not at all. I've been married for it'll be eighteen years in June. Hey, so. Mazel Tov. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Excellent, excellent. May the honeymoon never end. It never started. Hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, maybe we'll get into that. Okay, no, you're in college. You're in a fr- you're in a frat. You're a frat boy, but it's a frat for Christ. So right. you're a good boy in I'm, college. Yeah, I'm in the Chi Alpha. I'm on the fencing team. I'm in the journalism classes. I'm working for the newspaper, and I'm taking every acting class I can take um, without my uh, father getting upset because he did not want me majoring in drama. Okay, um, he said if you want me to pay for this, you're going to do something worthwhile. Save that drama for your mama. Right, yeah. Uh, Dad don't want to hear it. <laughs> He's like, no, you're not going to major in art. You're not going to major in acting. You're not going to do anything stupid. You know, he's basically, my, my dad's awesome, but uh, he's also incredibly smart. Uh, nuclear engineer. He worked for the Nuclear Regulatory Commission for years. He's retired now. Dig it. But uh, just big brain dad. And uh, he also got me hooked on to Ayn Rand. So, I mean, can't be that bad. What's Ayn Rand? Ayn Rand. Ayn, Ayn Rand. Sorry, I said the name wrong. Uh, Ayn Rand. Rand Paul, you know, they all go together. Uh, 
librarian uh, author. She wrote Atlas Shrugged. Okay. Mountainhead, some other great libertarian uh, fiction. So, uh, highly recommend the reading of it. There's also movies involved if you're not a reader, but uh, yeah, so he kind of got me on the libertarian kick as well. Russian-American writer, philosopher, known for her best-selling novels, The Fountainhead, Atlas Shrugged. Okay, I get it. Yep. So, okay, so, so you, yeah. you you got into that and, and you're, exactly. you're studying hard and I can see how you could sneak in some <laughs> acting classes into <laughs> into your journalism because I, I went to Connecticut school, schools of broadcasting, uh, broadcasting and they had some acting uh, involved in that so I could see how you could sneak over to that next door class and and grab a yeah. few uh few notes a few notes over there especially the the voice and diction classes because right. uh, that that fell right into journalism fell right into acting and that's that's one thing i i tried to hide uh, my my voice and diction uh it was great up until and it, this probably comes later in the show but um i sustained an injury at work Ooh. Uh, and it split my lip open oh and okay. <laughs> i still have a big well i it's big for a lip. Anyway, I had a scar on the inside of my lip, which highly affects my V's and F's. Uh, and so I had to be very careful uh, with my diction when using those letters uh, because of the scar. Well, mind so, you, if you get a good, uh, a, a different way of talking, people can in- give impressions of you or make impressions of you. And, and, and that's a, a cool thing, too, if you yeah. have an interesting manner of speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be boring. Fun of for my V. And S, but so <laughs> all right. That's why it's not very hard to overcome it. Uh, so you laughed when I said we were studying hard. Yes, that didn't happen. Okay, uh, all right. <laughs> but you're going through college. You're you're there at OU. Oh yes, you are. Oh you are. Or what there. other pun can I do? <laughs> oh, oh you nasty boys. Yes. Uh, okay, Janet. Thank you. Don't mess with my Janet. <laughs> rock and roll hall of famer, by the way. Hey, wait a minute. How come she's a rock and roll hall of famer, and there's other rock and rollers that are not in the Hall of Fame. You'd have to ask them in Cleveland, but yeah, Cleveland got rocks. the shirt, though. Uh, <laughs> All several right. Several of my favorite acts made the Hall of Fame this year. Radiohead, Janet, and the Zombies, so I'm happy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's the time of the season for loving uh, at, at OU. And okay. <laughs> what, what year is this? Where, 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 what year are we at? Well, okay. I, I'd say... Uh, <sighs> My fencing... 90, 90 91? 92, 91, 92. Okay. Uh, my, my fencing came to an abrupt end uh, in the summer of 91. Uh, I was playing volleyball. I was taking summer classes at the University of Central Oklahoma in Edmond. And oh, okay. uh, I was playing volleyball, and I ran out of bounds to, to pick up the ball, and I stepped in a giant hole and snapped my left foot. Uh, no. Away from the ankle, yeah. No. Um, yeah. So that ended fencing. I was also recreationally involved in taekwondo and taekwondo. Hana dul set net yaset daset ilga dul. All right. Yeah, I'm, uh, a, I'm a yellow belt in many many disciplines. <laughs> I made it to blue. Blue! Uh, hey, it's a good blue. color. Yeah. Um, so, so that's it for Taekwondo. That was it for Taekwondo. That was it for fencing. Uh, and so uh, I discovered the art of competitive eating. I'm kidding. but um, Believe it. <laughs> was, it wasn't competitive, but I sure made it seem as like I was in a competition. Um, because at but OU... Previous to that, you were in uh, in good shape, I mean, a young I man. Actually, yeah, I was an excellent 
excellent shape uh, up until the injury. And uh, the the cafeterias at the University of Oklahoma are gloriously all you can eat. Oh, uh, yeah, dangerous. And I did so. Yeah, I uh, went from two fifteen to two ninety my years in college. Okay. Um, okay. And, uh, this so, takes a toll really on a body for sure. Yeah, I, I could see that this this takes a toll on your psyche as well. Yeah. Uh, up to that point, you know, being highly involved in the the, uh, the religious factions and, and everything, I hadn't socialized much. Sure. And by the time I was ready to socialize, uh, there was less opportunity. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay, I get it. Now you got to rely on your personality. Right, which luckily is uh, considerable. And so... Uh, Finished college. Uh, I was on my second fiance by then, and uh, sounds like you're I at a heard. snack bar. I already I had one fiance. I'm, I'm on to my second fiance. <laughs> Let's go to the second fiance. She's delicious. And uh, <clears throat> no comment. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I started work uh, right out of college. I was doing various and sundry employees. I I told everyone that I was the morning DJ at W E N D Y S. Sure. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you like a double? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, we can get a biggie size that for you. And uh, I was also known as uh, Flash Garden and Julian Caesar. Uh, I was a salad guy. I've had and numerous hairnets and, and name tags in my in my young life. <laughs> I, I made the salads. I didn't eat a whole lot of them. But now this is after a college degree. Yes, in uh, journalism. In journalism, so yeah. So it makes a lot of sense that you're working at Wendy's. Right. It, you know, <laughs> a solid journalism background to make the chili. <laughs> so uh, no uh, no internships at any newspapers or magazines? No, that was uh, the second job I got. Okay. I was a uh, intern at uh, an actual radio station, WWLS and KNOR in Oklahoma City. Uh, WWS Sports Radio, the sports animal, they're still there. They're still going strong. Uh, I worked with former Major League uh, Baseball player Jim Traber, uh, the famous Al Eschback, and uh, a man who I will miss dearly the rest of my life, uh, Mr. Dan Lutz, oh. uh, was the producer there. Uh, he was born with cerebral palsy, uh, but he overcame so much adversity. Uh, I remember him still telling the story about he was the uh, baseball reporter for the University of North Dakota, and he would get to the game two hours early and crawl up the stairs to the press box. Man, what's your excuse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you hear me out there? What's your yeah, excuse? Total inspiration to me. Excellent. Um, he passed away some time ago, but man, he was my hero. Yes, I can tell. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> uh, he, took, he overcame up, uh, adversity to become yeah. uh, uh, the the announcer. Then uh, he was he was the producer and and on air talent at WWLS for a long time. Well done. So okay. um, so you're learning from him. 1995, I'm working at WWLS. Uh, morning of April 19th, 1995, I had an appointment in downtown Oklahoma City to interview uh, for an internship with uh, the uh, Oklahoma City Coyotes roller hockey team. I don't know if they ever actually started a season or not, but I had that appointment. I was excited. I was going to be an announcer for roller hockey. Um, I did but, that one time here in Conway. <laughs> yeah. I overslept that morning because um, um, my alarm didn't go off. So I woke up like, oh, dang it. I called the um, the office of the Coyotes and said, hey, uh, I can't make it in this morning. Uh, I'll I'll reschedule with you if you want. And they said, uh, yeah, that's fine. Just uh, yeah, just let us know when you want to reschedule. And uh, so I uh, I got dressed. I went to Hardee's and uh, was 
eating some Hardy's breakfast, and I heard a loud rumbling sound outside. And I was like, what was that? In and this is in Norman, mind you. We're, we're, we're 30 miles away from Oklahoma City. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, so I get in the car, and I turn on my radio station. I, I know where we're, we're going, going here, but go. Keep going. Yeah, and see, hey, what's what was that noise? And they're saying, we think there was a gas main explosion downtown, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I get to work, and of course, uh, that was the, the federal building, Murrah building, uh, that was blown up by Timothy McVeigh and uh, 168 souls lost, uh, including my, my good friend Trudy, who was killed uh, in that explosion. Oh, my. Uh, my aunt was injured by flying glass. She worked in the building next door, and that was a horrific day. I I thought that day was never going to end. No wonder you remember the number. Uh, I apologize for your, your friend, or I'm sorry for your friend. Right, right. Um, that day in radio, it's it's hard enough just being you know a listener sure. uh, when you're trying to figure out what's going on. But when you're the person trying to disseminate the information, and so much crap comes into a radio station, it's unbelievable. Um, you get prank calls, you get joke calls, you get misinformation, you get threats, you get um, radio is tough. Oh yeah, uh, I worked on terrestrial radio many many years, twenty years. You do radio what? I mean, that's well, I imagine before that. Yeah, you you've got you got to filter through so much to get the listeners what they want, and it's just it's that day I heard so much misinformation and garbage that it was really hard to 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 work with. But we got through it. We found out what happened. You know, um, it wasn't a gas main. It wasn't a. Um, missile from russia or whatever else you know people called up and tried to, to say it was uh so that kind of turned my my life around as far as journalism was concerned sure um, uh, so i decided that i instead of getting the business of entertaining people i wanted to help people well by this time were you on air in oklahoma yeah uh, um mostly on weekends you know i was the weekend guy no one gotcha. else wanted to come in so hey here you go that's <laughs> where you start people if you want to get into radio that's where you start on the weekends mostly or at night i think i did a night show uh, when I first started, I produced the entire, well, as far as the local coverage, uh, OJ Simpson trial. Hey, and just uh, around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 94 national championship OU baseball team oh, was yeah. their announcer and uh, for the as far as back in the studio and uh, I enjoyed that <clears throat> but that's when I started I wanted to start helping people instead of you know just entertaining them so I kind of put acting and journalism to the side sure and uh, I uh, hired on with the Oklahoma Department of Corrections oh okay now I'm getting yeah. uh, okay uh, my mom and my stepdad both worked in corrections and so I thought it would be a good you know uh, leg up as far as helping people go. I did uh, I was a correctional officer for a year and a half. How's, and the, how's the leg anyway? Uh, after after Because this is fresh after the oh, injury, about a year the, later maybe? The left, the left foot healed fairly well. I was I was back on my feet, no problems within you know a year, six months to a year. Sure. Um, so I started with the uh, Department of Corrections and I would talk to the inmates. I'm like, you know, hey, what happened? What? How did you get here? Mm-hmm. And I, heard, I would hear story after story about, well, you know, grew up poor, grew up um, abused, grew up in a bad neighborhood, did this, and, you know, we were on food stamps, we were on welfare, we were, and not the saying that, that that's how every criminal, or not, not that everyone on welfare is criminal, but a lot of criminals were on welfare, I'll put it that way. I believe that um, to be true. And, 
there's also some very rich criminals out there and they don't seem to get prison time. I believe that anyway. to be true. <laughs> um, so I was, I, I was in prison for a year and a half that went on welfare. Uh, I like to tell that story. Yeah. Uh, I, I hired on with DHS uh, and I did that for three and a half years. And uh, um, boy, the, the people, my clients were amazing. Yes. Uh, so hard were, to say no to a lot. Of them. Yeah. Some were a blessing, some were a lesson, but you know, it, it's one of those things where you, you meet so many different people and they're all through, you know, different stages of their life trying to get along. And, um, the, my mission there, my, my, my ministry there was to help as many people as I could within, you know, the law sure. and the rules and regulations. But, uh, internally there was some struggle as far as, uh, coworkers were concerned. Um, I don't know when helping people got to be a competition, but sometimes it's seemed that way uh how do you mean it was like oh i see you're about to finish your caseload let me uh hide some of your cases so i can beat you and finish mine first no yeah you know there's people's lives at stake here oh yeah who cares if this person hasn't eaten for a month right let's let's mess with brad's uh caseload that's dirty pool yeah very so i uh I started looking into what I really wanted to do, and um, I had taught Sunday school and, and volunteered at a uh, uh, a daycare for uh, special needs kids. Hey, that's and nice. So thought, hey, you know, I've been working here at DHS for a while. Let me see if there's something I can do. This is kids. about 2000, if I'm, yeah, 2000. 2000 or 2001? 2000, I, I, I got on with a, a place in Oklahoma called the uh, Youth Habilitation Center Okay, um, because they, they wouldn't call it a rehabilitation center because these kids hadn't been habilitated yet uh. so i liked the name i thought it was great uh, i was there for about a year uh, until i got married to my lovely wife and um she got a job offer from parkview high school here in little rock hey happy days yeah so we came out in april of 01 and she interviewed for the job at parkview i interviewed for the job at youth home and we both got the jobs and we both got married and we moved to little rock congrats so yeah. the youth home is that's another rehabilitation or, or habilitation well, yeah, youth home incorporated uh is has been in, in little rock for over 50 years now and uh they change lives they save families they provide intensive residential uh treatment for teenagers uh well and young adults um ages basically 11 to 17 uh boys and girls and uh the kids uh, some of them live on campus in the houses that's what i do i, I work in the houses and and we basically help with life skills, behavior management, uh, trauma-informed care, which is the latest craze in therapy. It's amazing. Uh, it's a really well-thought-out program. I'm looking and, here. Uh, Youth Home Inc., founded in 1966. Youth yep. Home Inc., located in Little Rock, Arkansas. Nonprofit mental health provider. That's us. So I've been doing that uh, ever since. Uh, I've been there. Um, it'll be 18 years in 18 August. 18 years. The man's yep. got staying power. <laughs> hey, he's, he's with the wife. He's got a good family home got a good bubble got a good job right you're solid you're you're a, a good hard-working citizen of the community so back in uh about the same time i met you i made some other uh, met some other friends um uh well you know uh uh jason uh paul okay and uh herminator as we know him yes <laughs> i made friends with him i made friends with uh a gentleman by the name of ck Holmes. yes jason mm-hmm. paul good singer uh, he comes mm-hmm. around to karaoke from time to yeah. time 
I met I met him at karaoke. In fact, oh, okay. I met him, him and Ryan Mullins at the same day. And uh, Ryan Mullins, another karaoke jock. Yes, and CK Helms of the Good Stuff Podcast. Right, shout right. out. I met CK Helms uh, of, of the Good Stuff Podcast. Uh, he had put out an audition notice or a casting call on Facebook, looking for actors for uh, a Batman web series. Yes. And I saw it. I'm like, hmm. And I messaged him. I said, is this animated or live action? Right. And he says, live action. I'm like, well, uh, Fat Man is out of Batman. So you know, I was like, you know, <laughs> all right, well, thanks for letting me know. And he goes, but I, I, you know, I need a Harvey Bullet. Well, speaking and, of Fat Man and Batman, did you notice that the Fat Man on Batman, they changed their name to Fat Man Beyond? Oh, okay. Yeah, all to right. a- avoid uh, uh, any copyright laws. Right. Uh, trying, to, trying to keep ahead of the game. All right. So I, 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 I like it. A tangent, and then you're you're back in a, a web series. Yes, and basically he said, you know, I need a Harvey Bullock, and I said, I am Harvey Bullock. Yeah, and I filmed my audition. Um, I was wearing a shirt and a tie and a fedora and my underwear, and I filmed from the waist up, of course. So okay, I mean, either way, if you were done the, the waist down, that still could have been Harvey. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, just after a bender. <laughs> it's lunchtime. Okay, so. so uh, <laughs> I sent in my audition. They loved it. I got the part, uh, and the the long arduous journey of Gotham Knights began because that was in 2013. 2013. I was going to ask you what year was that? Yeah, that was 2013. Uh, some writers changed, uh, roles changed, funding was an issue. Uh, it was in availability. People were moving out of state. People were moving uh, or involved in other roles, and so. Um, but we, you know. Everything came together, and we got three or four shorts done. Enter the Red Hood, Trash, uh, Joker's Favor, which is before Trash. So Enter the Red Hood, Joker's Favor, Trash, uh, and then uh, there was a fourth one, which I forget the title of. Was that Fighters? But, uh, no, that was the that was the main event. There was there was another one with uh, with Ryan and Ashley, uh, where she was Vicky Vale. Uh, so um, something to do with Vicky Vale. Okay, yeah. you say Vicky and, Vale another time. Prince is going to pop into my head. Oh, he did. <laughs> uh, I love that song. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, so then we we filmed the main event, uh, which was uh, All This Left and Fighters, and um, their parts three and four are in production. Let's put it that way. Yes. So. Um, okay. Is, so okay. explain yeah. a little bit. What is Gotham Knights? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a YouTube web series, uh, and it was based all on the concept of how would Gotham fare if the Batman were missing? He's he hasn't been seen for quite some time, and criminals are getting bolder and uh, more uh, prolific in their activities. And so, those of us, it, it ended up being a lot like Gotham, uh, the TV series, but sure. uh, Gotham Knights was written and cast well before the Gotham series. Yeah. So you're so, the original Harvey Bullock. I was. Uh, well, I always considered Robert Candelaria to be the original, but um, as far as live action uh, goes, uh, I did beat Donald out as far as casting, but... Sorry, Donnie Logu. Logu. Donnie Logu? Logu. Hey, I liked yeah. him in uh, in Blade, so yeah, yeah no problem with him. Uh, there was a movie I really enjoyed with him and the Hulk, um, 
um <laughs> it was uh mark ruffalo and, and donald were in a movie together uh it was also really good um hit me what is it i forgot oh my it. goodness now nah, i gotta find that i like both of those actors Harvey bullock and the hulk i love it okay um, i'll look it up so uh, yeah batman gotham knights was also a, a, a comic book series in 2000 yeah, right yeah, so it has so, nothing to do with that no it's uh a new take on on the characters uh myself who wrote uh, this C.K. Helms wrote that. C.K. Helms. Yes. Legendary. Okay. So he wrote it entirely by himself? Uh, he had some help. Uh, he had other writers involved. There were some uh, creative differences at one point, and scripts were rewritten and thrown away and rejected. But it came from his mind. It's his brainchild. Yes. He he and, and some other friends eventually um, initially came up with it. And that reignited uh, your acting career? It did. Um, I hadn't been interested in acting. And what actually got me back into it was, and I had to give a shout out to Kim Peace okay. uh, and FIA Acting Worldwide in Fayetteville. They were in town in North Little Rock, and I think this was 2012. I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe, maybe 2013 as well. But they were doing an open casting call for uh, Greater, the Brian Burlesworth story. Wow, I'm not familiar. And, uh, it was an excellent movie filmed here in, in, in Little Rock. Okay. Um, and uh, I may have said the first name. It, Burlesworth, uh, the Burlesworth Award. It's a big Razorback. Uh, he passed away, but he was uh, uh, a very inspirational uh, player in person. So they were filming. They were doing an open casting call for this movie. And I was just in the mall shopping. I had no idea that was going on. I, was, I said, hey, honey, I'm, I'm going to see what this is. Mm-hmm. And so I just got in line. And I started talking to people in line. And they're like, oh, yeah, this um, check out uh, Real. Arkansas uh, or uh, Arkansas Actors Co-op or you know all the other the acting pages on Facebook I just I had my phone out and I was plugging them all in I was joining the pages and uh, I interviewed I got two callbacks um, to be an ESPN announcer in the movie in the movie okay right uh, I didn't get the part eventually but I was very encouraged because they said you know basically we loved your auditions that's why I got the two callbacks and they said but you, you know and so we're not trying to be mean or anything but um you didn't have the look we wanted well it's like oh yeah there are no fat guys in journalism as far Uh, as i've known in in the in the acting world you hardly even get that call so you you got a step above for for someone not to to get the part usually you just don't hear anything right right so and i've found it to be true way more often than not unfortunately um you know, it's like, oh, I'm interested in this part. They're like, that's it. That's all you hear. Nothing. Uh, so, okay. Uh, so 2013, you yeah, got this great day job. And right. are you going on auditions? I, I started with that one and I was so encouraged by it. That's what led me to uh, try for the Batman series. I got that part. Uh, a friend of mine wanted me to come out. And this was in 2016. Okay. Um, she said, uh, maybe it was 2015, somewhere in there. Sure. She said, hey, we need extras for this movie. And I said, I'm, I'm interested. I'll be there. And I said, meet at the joint, which is an improv coffee shop in North Little Rock, Argenta. And uh, basically, you're going to be a member of the audience, and you're going to be looking like you're bored as heck, and you're not amused. Okay. Like, well, uh, that'll be easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do that. I'll practice in the mirror tonight. Right. And so the morning of the, uh, the shoot, the director calls me, and uh, he said, hey, Brad, I have a favor. Who's the director? The director was Reed Means of Palm Tree Shoe Productions. Reed Clark Means. Voiceover guy, director, video editor, uh, you name it. Uh, He's amazing. Yeah, 
yeah, you should have Reed on the show, definitely. He's an LA uh, guy, yeah. Yeah, and he was uh, he was a child actor as well. Um, he was in the movie Bushwhacked. Bushwhacked. He's a kid. Yep. yep. <laughs> I got uh, him. IMDb. He's on. Yep. Six so, foot. Yeah. Six foot tall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing fellow. Also libertarian. And uh, so anarchy. Okay. <laughs> he he uh, still haven't he, gotten the, a hold of what a, a libertarian is. But go ahead, continue. Okay. So uh, basically, it's the the right to swing your fist ends at other people's noses, um, or as you know, basically, you're free to do what you want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Bully, 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 bully. No crime, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> Digress. So he calls me and he said, "I have a problem." And he said, "I I, I saw your your Facebook page and um, one." One of my main actors called me this morning and said he had a hangover and couldn't make the shoot. Okay. I was like, wow, that sucks. He goes, so uh, I need you to fill in for him. And I was like, well, do we sure. have sides? Do we have uh, lines here? He sent me the, the, the sides on, uh, as a document on my phone. Uh, I, I asked him what he wanted me to wear. He said, basically, you know, yeah, shirt and tie, whatever. I went to my closet. I pulled out my Harvey Bullock stuff minus the jacket. Sure. And I uh, set it on the bed, took picture he goes how's this he goes perfect wear that and i showed up and <coughs> i'd memorized the lines and we shot the scene and that was my first movie role yeah uh, i thought i was just going to be sitting in the crowd you know and said i was telling the jokes that everyone ignored so oh okay now i'm getting you were the yeah. guy you were the I was, the, was it a stand-up comedian i guess we were sitting down but yeah there was two of us uh me and harold atkins uh were playing uh muck and gum and, it, and the movie was is wrenchocracy um it's a political satire and uh, we were uh, telling the jokes and <laughs> we had to do several takes, unfortunately, because I started ad libbing uh, during the take and the audience that was supposed to be looking bored and uninterested kept laughing. Oh, <laughs> so, well, <laughs> OK. And this is an independent film. Yes. I don't yeah, think they want a lot, a lot of ad libbing because that costs money, doesn't it? Uh, well, it, it was at a point where it was appropriate. Let's put it. OK. Way. OK. Yeah. It depends on what uh, what read what read means. Sense. Right. <laughs> we had filmed the, the main part as was and uh, and gotten everything we needed. And then he said, I wanted to get some some other takes. So he said, and he, we were told to ad-lib. Okay, good so, deal. Yeah. Uh, and so with, with the ad-libbing, it was like the crowd, there was only, there's supposed to be one guy in the audience that was laughing. And, and uh, I'm, visu so, I'm visualizing Cape Fear. Ha ha ha. Right. Yeah. Pretty much like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was my first movie role. Uh, then we did the Gotham Knights, and then uh, I started auditioning for other things. I, uh, I'm really hoping this project gets off the ground. Um, there's been a lot of issues, but uh, one of my favorite movie serials uh, from back in the day uh, was a, a, it was called Rocky Jones Space Ranger. This okay. is pre-Star Trek. This is back in the, the Buck Rogers, early Buck Rogers, uh, Flash Gordon days. Not not the 80s versions, but the 50s versions. And uh, But Rocky Jones... I love it. It's so cheesy. Um, a version of it has been on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay, 1954, um, February right. 23rd, 1954. 
yeah. I'm looking. Oh, it looks Rocking pretty cool. So, um, and it's your I'm, standard fifties um, space uh, in a in a capsule. Nobody worries about gravity because I don't know gravity's still there. In fact, yeah, ray guns. The, <laughs> they had uh, rolling office chairs with seat belts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. How's that going to work? Yeah. How is that going to work? That's okay. It's the fifties. We don't care. Right. We ne- we haven't been to space yet. Right. Right. <laughs> um, that project is still in development, and uh, I'm, I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Uh, also, um, now I'm being uh, uh, I'm being what I'm being groomed, tapped, groomed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've gotten a role in a upcoming feature film called Closer. Okay. Uh, K Nicole Productions and Pixley Entertainment are working on that. Uh, and if it's a there are no small parts in my opinion. No. Small actors. Uh, being that I'm a large actor, uh, I'm thrilled. Uh, I thought I had auditioned for that movie. Okay. And it turns out I never hit send on the email. Oh, my. Uh, it's the most important part. Yeah. Are you the AOL guy just now? Well, you were, no, you're you're talking about there's no small parts. Will right. Ferrell, I, I heard him on a on a, po- a previous podcast, and he was saying that he'll be the, when he was on SNL, he would be the guy delivering pizza, or he would be yeah. the guy just saying something off off to the side right anytime you anytime you get any screen time or at least even off camera voice mm-hmm. time he would do it so yes i follow that do it yeah so i i, I when when she said uh, we wrote a part for you it's not much but i said i'll take it i love it yes thank you yes please uh, i'm hungry um, <laughs> well there's you know my my night job pays for the food well, actually my wife buys all that but anyway i, I mean hungry in the aspect that you're a, a, a young yeah. up-and-coming I, actor I, I am up-and-coming okay uh, all right <laughs> um but i'm really you know why not now it, it's better late than never uh and there are a lot of roles available for for people our age for sure because there are fewer people seeking those parts for sure um so i got that role uh i haven't heard back on a few roles um but there's some some i'm really hoping to get uh, uh there's a, a voiceover role that i recently uh, applied for up against some very stiff competition here in the little rock acting scene uh as far as the voice of uh, of a character in a movie i can't talk about no but, not right but i just i'm so excited now i've got the imdb page which is imdb.me slash bradley julian yes it is and, and there you uh, are in your cowboy hat staring yeah. right back at me actually not my cowboy hat <laughs> in a stolen cowboy hat staring it right was, back at me borrowed cowboy hat <laughs> <laughs> I tr- i'm trying to make you into a, a you know like a tough guy <laughs> so you get these roles right yeah we stopped at a gas station in texas and uh, i took the picture with the hat they off the shelf and then put it back on the shelf um because it was 30 dollars and i couldn't afford it at the time you better go buy, buy buy that hat sir <laughs> one day one day it will be mine it oh will. yes oh. it will be mine <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it can, if you could play stairway on it. <laughs> stairway denied. Uh, no, not worthy. Oh. Going back to um, I, I, you know, I did a whole po- I did a whole podcast just a, a, a few episodes back where where I went over movie line and I swore I was not going to look up the movies that these lines came from or what years. I I just had the list of movie quotes, right? And, and I was thinking maybe I'll do a podcast of how they make me feel and i think it worked out pretty well at least for me i enjoyed every minute of it so yes we're not worthy 
Oh, one of my, uh, see, my favorite quotes is from uh, Casablanca. This is, uh, oh gosh. You know what? I forgot. Let's move on. No, All right. no. <laughs> Casablanca had a lot of movie quotes. Know, it's, uh, it's one where basically Ugate says, uh, um, uh, you despise me, don't you, Rick? He goes, I suppose I would if I gave you any thought. And then he goes on to explain what he does. And uh, um, Rick Blaine goes, uh, I don't mind a parasite. I object to a cut rate one. That was... I get the, 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 the visas for half. Is that so parasitic? And then he goes, yeah, I don't mind a parasite. I object to a cut rate one. I've always, yeah. You know, it's been so long since I've seen Casablanca, but in that uh, list of 100 quotes, uh, definitely, here's looking at you, kid, was on there. And right. uh, play... Uh, was it uh, play it? Oh. He never says play it again. No, Sam. he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Oh. But he says play that song or play it, Sam. Play as yeah, time goes by. What's that you're playing? And he goes, some of my owners will stop it. You know what I want to hear. And you round up the usual suspects. It. He can stand it. I can. Oh. Uh, yeah, round up the usual suspects is there. That's uh, oh. that's right after uh, Rick shoots the the Nazi in the head. And uh, we'll always uh, have Paris. We'll always have Paris. Always there. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Man, I, I hope they never remake it, but if they do, I want to be in it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Give me a small part. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So movies that affected you, movies that inspired you to be an actor, or types of movies that you want to be in. I notice, isn't that your IMDb where you say uh, you have, not your IMDb, your Instagram, where actors that I'd, I'd like to... Actors I want to co-star with. Actors yeah. I want to co-star with. That is a great follow and a great idea. I, I know, I, I'm not sure if any of the actors mind being tagged like that but i'm sure they don't i haven't gotten any direct objections yet and uh, any responses yeah uh, uh the last irish viking was one of the ones i i tagged and he responded i'd love to collaborate and what like, yes yes they had to send little tingles yeah uh kathleen Gotti, who i absolutely adore okay um, she's she's kind of my woman crush wednesday all week shout out to kathleen Gotti. kathleen Gotti. um she is best known for her role as Dr. Liesel Obricht on General Hospital. Okay. And uh, we actually met on Twitter. Twi Twitter. <laughs> I made a little Twitter sound when I said Twitter. Yes, isn't that a, a wonderful thing? Twitter. <laughs> yes. We met on the Twitter under unfortunate circumstances. Uh, uh, it was after the passing of Anthony Bourdain. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Gordon Ramsay had tweeted uh, about uh, Bourdain and I had responded or subtweeted what do they call it there? Um, that you know, it doesn't matter how much you know, how much money you have, you know what you do for a living. You know, it, it, depression affects everyone. Oh uh, yeah. And um, money can't fix it. Uh, travel can't fix it. No, nothing. I mean, there, it's such an epidemic. And so when when he passed away, uh, when he died by suicide, uh, and, uh, Gordon Ramsay was devastated, of course. And um, I had responded to him. Um, as, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it you be have all the money in the world, you have all the friends and family and and everything. But if if depression is affecting you, uh, you've got to get help. Yeah, talk to yeah. some. Somebody. Talk to right. somebody now. If you're feeling it, talk to somebody. So Kathleen, uh, after she she responded to my subtweet and um, is you're so right and and uh, she followed me on Twitter. Hey, that's a weird. And I, like, I just had a you know it, it's it's always a uh, it's it's amazing feeling when someone you know the oh this they're unreachable they're unapproachable but then they follow you on social media. Uh, ben Vereen was the first big star that followed me on Twitter and I was hey. like 
Hey, wow. That's uh, nice. So, it's, it's nice. And it's someone that you appreciate and you're, yeah. you're, you're getting some kind of a connection with them. So Kathleen and I talked back and forth and uh, kind of the story behind that picture of my IMDb is that um, we were on our way to Dallas for a uh, general hospital fan fest. <laughs> it's like a, a comic book convention for soap opera fans. Tell me she's involved. She was there. Ah, yeah. I know she, she's a general hospital. Yeah, she's in general yeah. hospital. Sure. General hospital, yeah. And uh, if uh, you look at the other photos on my IMDb page, uh, I have photos with her and some of the other stars. But we sat and talked. Hey, it was maybe five minutes, but it felt like the whole day to me because she's just fantastic. Yeah. And in a room full of a hundred and some odd people, she made me feel like I was the only one there. Look at you, number four of nine, hanging out with Kathleen Gotti. Yeah. And then after uh, we talked, because she had to, you know, keep taking pictures and talking with other other fans in the room, I sat and talked with her husband yeah. for another 15, 20 minutes, and, and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's behind he's a behind the scenes guy. He's you know does other stuff. He's not involved in the show that I know of. But uh, uh, it was just an amazing event when you get to, to meet your heroes up close and in person, and they turn out to be just as wonderful as you thought they would be. Um, and that's what's great about the the con scene here. Uh, uh, and around the, I've been going to cons since I was 14. Atlanta Fantasy Fair, uh, now called Dragon Con, uh, Sooner Con, uh, and then Little Rock Comic Con, uh, Heroes and Angels Comic Con is coming up this weekend. Oh, wait, sure. is that this weekend? Yes, it's this Saturday. Oh, am I DJing that? I don't know. Are I you? think I am. Yes, I'm oh. doing the after party. Very I excited to be there. there. Hopefully. Are uh, you going to be there? I'm going to try. Oh, um, dude, there is no try. <laughs> I do, do not. There is no try. I knew uh, the impression would come. <laughs> <laughs> what, that was Ronald Reagan? Uh, that was Grover. Good. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Oh, or, yeah. <laughs> or Raymond. <laughs> uh, you know, either one. Ray Romano? No. <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> no, that's his brother. <laughs> I know. That's the only one I can do. Oh, but you just did, Ray Romano. Ray, Ray Romano. I end up sounding like Gary, Gary Seinfeld. No, no. You just do a Grover <laughs> impression or a Kermit the Frog impression. Kermit the Frog here. Yes, that's Ray Romano right there. You did. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. You can do a rainbow connection if you like. But, um, <laughs> all right. All right. Having fun so far. Man, I'm learning so much about you. This is so good. All right. Uh, so, so you're you're still beating the streets, looking for acting jobs while doing absolutely. your youth group. If uh, anyone needs, uh, you talk about roles I want. Yes. Um, the the and someone asked me that question once. What well, what's your dream role? Yes. You know, someone say, oh well, you know, I want to play this or that, Winston Churchill, or um, I don't know. But and this is a cliche that always has bothered me. And the closest I ever saw to someone getting it right was in the movie John Q okay. with Denzel Washington Denzel. and mm-hmm. Denzel. Um, well, actually, two Denzel movies. Uh, the Equalizer was also very close. Okay. They said the role, the role you love to play. And my uh, my answer was, I would like to play an overweight security guard who's good at his job and saves the day. Okay, so not Paul Blart or maybe... Right, no, not Paul Blart. No, sort of, but not really. He you does know, save I, the day. I, yeah, but, you know, but not a comedy. Okay. Not, I, I want, I want you know, someone of size to be represented. John in, Candy, uh, armed and dangerous. Okay, that that sounds good. Um, with Eugene Levy, come on, that's classic. Right. They were both security guards. Right, but I, it, I'm talking in a, in a in a dramatic role. All right, I keep going over the comedies. Right, yeah, a, a dramatic role, a, a person of size.
guys represented in a dramatic role where they're not incompetent, they're not a buffoon, they're not comic relief. Sure. Um, there's nothing wrong with comedy. I love comedy. Sure. Um, and I love being funny, but I would love to be in a dramatic role where as a person of size who is represented as being competent, compassionate, and, you know, um, good at what they do. Well, security guard makes sense. I, I know I was a, a bigger guy when I was a security guard. Right. You know, uh, even if it's you know, uh, more of a, I mean, obviously I'm not going to be a, a Chuck Norris or a, a Dwayne Johnson or anything like that, but <laughs> you could be a, a, oh my goodness, a, a Steven Seagal in his later years. Right. C- can't get his leg up that high, really. <laughs> but, you know, some, I would, lo- I would love to, be to, to and, and I guess in a way, Harvey Bullock was a great role. That's why I loved it. Yes. You know, he's, he's a person of size, but he's also, you know, pretty badass, if I can say that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he's uh, got uh, layers. He's not just a one dimensional character. Like an onion. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> or a cake. Well, I mean, did you explore his personality when you were doing the role? Absolutely. Um, I, of course, Batman the Animated Series was a great uh, study for him. And then I, I, I bought all the comics I could find with him in it. And uh, I really, yeah, I really developed the character. And then Gotham came out. And I'm like, looks like Donald did all the same studying I did. Yeah. He's amazing. It was, I still think I'm better in the role. Oh, but okay. Cha- <laughs> the gauntlet dropped. <laughs> Shots <I> fired. <laughs> but he, he obviously had more time to develop it. And, um, did he now? Lots more exposure. So exposure, direction, you know, all that. And he went, he went to Oxford, I think. So, uh, you think he's better than you now? I, I, as an actor? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's humble. He's humble, ladies and gentlemen. He's humble. Uh, yeah, and, 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 no, Donald's amazing. I actually, I sent him the clip. I sent him the Gotham Knights trash and uh, I told him, you know, that I was I was playing the role and uh, that I was really proud of him and, and, uh, and looked up to him and, and all that. But he never responded, but as the seasons of Gotham went on, I started to see... Uh, uh, some similarities. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, so you think Donald Logu stole your mojo? No, I think that he learned from another fine actor and, and used it. Yeah. Gleaned from it. Right. Right. <laughs> There's no stealing. It's all tribute. Just keep that in your head. That, that'll inspire you a little bit, Mr. Bradley Julian. Now, do you like to be called Bradley Emil Julian or just Bradley Julian? Uh, the, the middle name is... is uh, um, <laughs> It's pronounced in the family as Amile. Oh, okay. That's uh, it, a little more biblical, I believe. Yeah, yes, that's uh, that's where it came from. Uh, it's it's a family name. My my father has it. My grandfather had it. Uh, and there was there were Amiles back tradition. Yeah. So I wasn't given a middle name at birth. Uh, but neither was I. Same. Okay. So they said, well, we want you to choose it when you get older. And and for the longest time, uh, I wanted to be Neil Armstrong. So okay, Neil, <laughs> okay. better than uh, Stretch Armstrong, I guess. Right. Yeah, well, he didn't hold up in the ring. My brother's uh, uh, abusive power. Uh, well, you you told you told me in the beginning you were uh, poor and abused. Yes, uh, Stretch Armstrong did not survive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, being tied to a doorknob and stretched across the living room into the kitchen. Uh, yeah, he became goo on the floor. Oh, so, yeah, I think that probably happened to my stretch. Yeah. <laughs> 
but uh, when I started getting into acting, I said, you know what? I need not not to mention not to mention the fact there are other Bradley Julians uh, around. Right. Um, I'm friends with one of them on Facebook. Okay. There were two I knew of in Oklahoma because I uh, would occasionally get mail for one of one of them, and I actually got an arrest warrant for the other. Uh, <laughs> I had one of those when I was living in Florida Keys. I had a, another Daniel with similar similar name as mine. Right. So that was fun. Uh, I said, "No, I'm not. I'm not the droid you're looking for." You need, uh, <laughs> did the Jedi mind trick work this time? Right. Yeah. I'm noticing you're waving your hands around. You, I did. Yes. I, yes. I, you're you're exploring the room, and I'm not even there. <laughs> that, that's a true actor right there. So I I would say use the M I L. In fact, you should probably change it on your IMDb and that will set you apart from the rest of the world yeah uh, i need to do that yeah imdb is 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 tricky um i still haven't figured out where to enter the bio section yet i'm gonna have to get with somebody and have them point that out to me because um i, I can't find that button on the mobile page so well anyway. i'm so excited that you're on imdb i'm talking to a, a real actual actor uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have any advice for the, the kids trying to get into acting now you didn't really go much o- over to the school do you think the school helped you out at all i think so i think just um having a, a set schedule um words of wisdom given to me recently at the arkansas actors co-op was the audition is the job acting is, is the is the bonus but when you're when you're trying to be a working actor the auditions are your job that's you know so grind at it apply for auditions send videotaped auditions send uh you know audio auditions go in person um it's it's not a high percentage uh, game. It's kind of like baseball. You know, if you if you were successful three out of ten times, you're amazing. Four out of ten, you're Hall of Famer. It's oh, yeah. that's just like it is in acting. Uh, only it's it's probably even a lower expectation. Uh, four out of a hundred, you're amazing. Um, and that's the kind of effort you you put into it. It. <laughs> It has just been a recent thing for me. Like I said, 2013 is when I, I said, hey, I kind of like to do that. Yeah. And I've been really casual about it. So my not-so-meteoric rise uh, <laughs> to fame and no fortune uh, has been slow. But it's at a pace I'm comfortable with. And I said, I have a good job. So... Yeah. Uh, what? And you have a good family life. Yes. You have a, uh, a, a wife that's uh, that's supportive of this. Yeah. And she's an artist as well. She uh, She's a music teacher. And uh, she's currently actually in a rehearsal for Little Rock Winds. Come on. Uh, they have a concert this week. And she's an expert uh, clarinetist. And she also holds a master's degree in teaching English to speakers of other languages. So she's um, multi-talented, multilingual. And uh, you landed a goodie. Yeah, I lucked out. No. Yeah. No, you made me think when you were talking about uh, auditions that, that that actually applies to any job. Really, the interview process is what gets you in the door. Well, yeah, when you don't have a job, looking for a job is your job. Yeah. In any field. In any field. Any field. Um, you know, what makes me famous? That's the, the name of the podcast. And when I, I thought about that, that, that question might come up. Yeah. And what makes me famous is anyone who likes what I do. Yeah. I, I do it for fun. I, you know... It, if, if I never grace another TV screen or movie screen or uh, phone screen ever again, um, which I imagine I will because you can do that stuff yourself if you want. Yeah, you can. If, if I never appear in anything, you know, uh, I I had fun. That's why I do karaoke. Yeah. I, get up, I, I expect you to do something this weekend, sir. 
I okay if you're having it I'm doing it you better show up I'll have my screens up no (laughs) and the other thing you were talking about is the entertainment business I've always thought being a working DJ the the, the money's good but the work's not steady so it's nice that you have a day job that's kind of giving you a steady flow and taking that pressure off you yeah Um, so when I when I entertain uh, I'm I'm there for myself yes Um, and that that's not to sound selfish but um, I'm you know my my job is stressful um, we talked about the injury earlier uh, to my to my face. Yes, it happened when uh, two patients were fighting, and uh, I stepped in to to stop it, and I took a very hard elbow to the face. Oh yeah, I was knocked unconscious, and I bled profusely. And um, my job is stressful sometimes. I believe you. It's the nature of the job. It's not. I I love the job, but it can be highly stressful and dangerous. So when I go to karaoke, I'm there just to to relieve the stress, have fun, show out. And so I'll do Weird Al. I'll do... songs i don't know i'll do some, you know, i mean I, I just i do it for fun and if someone else loves it that's even better uh and i've been so blessed over the years to just have people come up and goes we came to see you yeah you got fans about you yeah we heard about you doing your karaoke here we came to see you i had some guys back when i was uh i was singing up in jacksonville every every saturday um people from the union pacific is it every time Time we stop a little rock we plan to come here because you're singing here totally and cool. weird for me I'm like, and when i i feel like i listen to other people and i think they're all better than i am but people come up to me and like can you sing this can you sing that um a few weeks ago a lady came over and said could you please sing um red riding hood um yeah hey there little red the pharaohs um yeah. and i said well okay i uh, sure that's a really odd request um but I, i've heard it so i gave it a shot and i creeped it up and uh i was told afterwards that it was her granddaughter who wanted to hear it um because her father had just passed away and that was their favorite song to sing together oh how sweet and i was like i'm so glad you didn't tell me that beforehand because yes. I never through. no pressure <laughs> yeah um so it just if i could display love and compassion and 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 have acting and 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 the like entertainment be my ministry um that's what i'm in it for and so if that makes me famous great uh, <laughs> if it doesn't great if it makes me famous in one person's eyes uh that's what i care about and that's why i do my, my day job too because i work with kids who've been through a lot um oh. they've been through uh abuse neglect um abandonment uh drugs um just unspeakable horrors at you know and here they are at 11 and 12 and they've seen more in their lifetime than it's more more terrible things in their lifetime than most people will ever see and just be able to give them an ear and a shoulder and and um guidance and direction that's you know that's that's my mission and entertainment is is my passion but i'll always do both well it sounds like you got you have a good heart Uh, at the youth home inc uh, you're taking care of some kids over there and, and you know making sure that they had the best life that they can possibly have and then yeah. you got to have yourself a life as well and yeah. i'm glad and you've had the entertainment business and gotham knights if you haven't checked it out it's on youtube as we're rounding this out any last words to say to the peoples um i i think i, I and it, it may be cliche at this point dan but I, I think i have to end in the immortal words of the the greatest band that ever lived wild stallions 
be excellent to each other and, and party on dudes <laughs> <laughs> i can dig it bradley i'm my amile i'm say it say your your the middle name again amile yeah amile bradley yeah. amile julian so happy to have spoken to you to, uh, tonight thank you so Thanks much for, for me, i really appreciate it and oh. uh, uh hopefully we'll have you on good stuff sometime hey that would be so good a, a complete pleasure on this side of the microphone for sure learning a little bit more about you and uh, how do they find you on the social media uh facebook it's uh bradley amile julian on uh twitter it's at bradley amile on instagram at bradley amile uh just so people know uh, yes there are some topless photos of me on on instagram Ooh. in case you're interested or want to avoid that nsfw um, yeah. <laughs> no it's safe for work I'm, oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> well thank you so much mr shoulder up so it's okay <laughs> thank you so much mr bradley amile julian uh, i'll definitely put your links in the show notes and uh ever forward Ho hopefully everything goes well in, the in my, my facebook fan page i almost forgot that's oh. uh, facebook.com uh slash bradley julian actor dig it yes dig it. it thank you bradley julian actor <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Um, Podcaster. American, American icon. <laughs> Dan. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate right. you so much. We'll, we'll chat a little bit later. All right. Have a great day. Party people. That was so good. Bradley Amile Julian. Look him up on the Facebook, on the IMDb page, on the Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. It, the Instagram thing was pretty cool where he puts it out there. Hey, he puts his heart out there on Instagram. The man wants to take this action acting seriously and he already has he's played harvey bullock and uh, to the t he was inspired by the cartoon and then later of course by donald Logue. but he definitely did the part before him so yes look up bradley amile julian and ah, follow him be a stalker do it and he says he has fans at karaoke he's, he's gonna have fans all over the world just stalking him looking him up in his entertainment that's it for what makes you famous this week if you'd like to be a part of the program and tell your story Give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at RadioWhat.com. Tell your story. Everyone has a story. This is Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What? The music you want. Hey, guys. This is Shelly G with a fast fact. Julius Caesar was the first to encode communications using what has become known as the Caesar cipher. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to What? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. <laughs> <laughs>